the path is never straight and you're going to have those obstacles that always hit you and come at you and out of your control. So how can you be nimble and how can you be agile and, and pivot around those obstacles to keep going? And so that I went around it. What, what would you have done? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I, I think, I mean, if like Paula were there, I'd probably try to do something really cool and athletic and like do the <laughs> one handed hop over. And then there's probably a good probability another big tree would have fallen hard in the woods. Welcome to the Success Flow Podcast, where our mission is simple, to be better each day and relay our findings with other relentless humans defining success for themselves. If that sounds like you, let's begin. Hello, my brother. How the heck are you today? Man, I'm so good. We just got back from Woods Canyon Lake, went camping up with the fam, got up to the pines, unplug, reset, refresh. It was amazing, brother. I love it. I am, uh, I'm jealous. Haven't gotten down the wilderness in a while. What were you up to up there? Yeah, we do that every year. We do a big camping trip, bring some friends and some families and kids running around. And, you know, Woods Canyon's amazing. It's just outside of Payson. It's up on Mogollon Rim. Uh, You get a little cooler weather during the day, but it drops like really cold during night. Um, And it's just, there's just nothing better than breathing in that fresh mountain air. And especially when you've been going through like the monotony of day to day, like it's just one trip that you look forward to uh, because you can't, there's no cell service. You can't check your email. You can't check your phone. And you just spend quality time with the family. And, you know, all we do is fish, play backyard games, just game timber toss. It's a lot of fun. Um, and we just hang out, you know, we grill and bonfires and s'mores and all the things, man. We got an opportunity to take the the long hike around, uh, around the lake. Have you ever been up there, Woods Canyon? I haven't. I haven't been at, uh, the, you've told me about it a couple of times in the previous camping trips we've done, we've done other parts of Arizona, but never been up there. I really, I really want to get up there. We were talking about it a couple of episodes ago, how that reset in nature can, can be huge for the, the mental and physical health, but I haven't. So what, what, what was this walk about? What were we talking? What are we, what's our topic for today? Yeah, well, I think uh, our topic for today will be obstacles, and I'll tell you why. I was inspired by my walk around Woods Canyon Lake, which it's not a massive lake, right? There's no motorboats or anything like that. It's mainly a fishing lake. You paddleboard and that kind of stuff. It's pretty calm, but there's a trail that goes around the whole lake, and I've always wanted to do it. You're right. We've been going up there every year for the last four years, and my kids are small, and so they never wanted to go on the on the long walk. We didn't think they'd make it. And uh, sure enough, this year, they didn't want to go again. They just wanted to continue fishing. So I took a solo mission and cruised around the lake myself. It took about an hour and 20 minutes or so. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a little over four miles maybe, but it was beautiful. And I came across this, this tree. So I'm walking down the path, right? And I'm like by myself, there's no one around. And the path is like going straight. And all of a sudden there's, I see this tree, it's broken at the base of the, tr- like at the truck. And it's just like toppled over the path. And I like, I, you know, just all the things that are going on and just the analogies and the things you can look at and take a deeper meaning, uh, potentially I stood back and for like 45 seconds, I saw, I literally thought about this tree and I go, how crazy is this? Right. I'm on the path. I'm go- my goal is to get around the lake and this tree, this obstacle is in my way. And there was an opportunity to either, you know, go over it or go around it. And I thought, it's like, you know, what would I do like in real life, right? Like if I have an obstacle come my way, am I going to spend energy going over this thing, hitting it head on, or am I going to figure out a way to pivot and go around it and continue on my way to preserve that energy? So I thought that was a really cool analogy and a really cool uh, topic for this podcast. And you know, what's funny is I went on that, on that walk purely for inspiration. I was like, I want to come up with something cool and 
And then that tree pops up and it's like, man, when you just think about things, sometimes they happen. So anyway, the, the broken tree along my hike around the lake, uh, we're talking obstacle to, obstacles today, my brother. I love it. I love it. We all have these uh, these great plans, and uh, everybody's got a plan till they get punched in the mouth, right? I think that's Mike Tyson. But when we're talking obstacles, that's really all we're dealing with, right? So I, I guess my my question for you is, you know, when these trees fall in front of us, what'd you do? What what was the what was the outcome on on this particular walk? Yeah, I actually I thought about it, um, but at the end of the day, I went around it and I I took the approach of how I handle my business, handle my life, and you know I think if I were to go over it, I would exhaust a little bit more energy than just keeping the same speed and going around. So instead of like banging my head against the wall and crushing through obstacles and and jumping over them and get it either way, you're going to get the job done. Right. But I'm, I'm of the mindset of, Hey, how can I pivot and learn and get around the things that are coming my way so that I can stay on the right path? The path is never straight. And you're going to have those obstacles that always hit you and come at you and out of your control. So how can you be nimble and how can you be agile and, and pivot around those obstacles to keep going? And so that I went around it. What, what would you have done? Yeah, it's it's a good question. I I think, I mean, if like Paula were there, I'd probably try to do something really cool and athletic and like do the (laughs) one-handed hop over. And then there's probably a good probability another big tree would have fallen hard in the woods. Uh, But that sounds like like something I I would have done um, out in the middle of nature, which is maybe not always the uh, wisest. (laughs) But um, I I think that this this topic, like there, there are some people, there are creators in this world that have done so good at harnessing a word and it takes you straight to them. Uh, and, and for obstacle, I really think that, that it, the first person I think of is Ryan holiday. And I know you for and I sure. both read discipline is destiny, which was a freaking awesome book. It was, um, yep. but his, I'd say his most, his most popular book is, is the obstacles away. He has a tattooed on his his forearm, but this concept of the obstacle being the way really sums up stoicism, which is really having a resurgence. It's pretty, it's pretty popular right now talking about stoicism, but that really is the concept and the fact that obstacles aren't something to be lamented or to complain about or, or even dwell upon, but it's actually the presence of obstacles that are the ongoing succeeding and, and, catalyst for achievement in life. So in that book, he really talks about like perception on how we really decide what is an obstacle and what is not. And we're getting into kind of nomenclature and words here, but you decide that tree, is it a barrier on my path or is it a ability for me to have some fun and make my wife laugh by jumping over it? Is it an ability to get a couple extra steps and see a new route around the forest? I'm just kind of dwelling in on your example, but that perception is our choice. So we can see these obstacles how we want to, not just as a negative or a barrier in our lives. And then that kind of results in the next portion is action. These obstacles appear. And I know in the past in my life that had been paralysis by analysis, can sink in. You see said obstacle and you don't know what to do. So I'm going to freeze and overthink about it and analyze it. And what Holiday says in the book is that taking imperfect action is really the key. Either start going over it or start going around that tree, whatever you're going to do, make a choice and and take that action. And then I think that the next, the, the final thing he talks about is being able to like by sheer will keep 
alternating your approach. You can adjust and go back at these problems in a different way, make a note of how you went around that tree, how you approach that obstacle, and make a change for the future. So awesome book. Um, uh, I think that when we talk about obstacles, if anybody's facing that right now in their life, which I'm sure you know, we have some listeners that are, it's a great way to approach that that specific concept. Not sure you're not sure uh, if you've read that one or not. No, I haven't read that one. Uh, Discipline and Destiny is Destiny is is the one I've read. Uh, Obstacles the Way is definitely the one I'm going to pick up. And but I do know a little bit about Ryan Holiday and and about that book. Um, I, you know, not the ins and outs, but just like you said, I I love that he talks about don't look at obstacles as barriers, and it's really just an opportunity for growth. And it's your mindset, right? And I took 45 seconds to look at this tree, but once you develop those habits in the right mindset, you make an immediate jump, an immediate action. Whether it's over or around it, it really doesn't matter. It gets to your your end goal, depending on who you are, but it just builds resilience, right? When you have these obstacles coming at you, uh, you've got to be able to have that that mindset and that, you know, kind of that thick skin in a way of like, hey, I know what I'm doing. I know what my goals are. If something's gonna come at me, I'm gonna I'm gonna get through it no matter what. And if even if I feel like I can't right then and there, I know and trust myself that there will be, you know, the will to win is is the key, right? I know that I will get through this. And a lot of it takes, you know, support from others too, right? You can't always go at it alone. Um, so you can lean in on your your inner circle. Uh I got this mindset, the be a duck mentality, just you talking reminded me of when things come at you that are out of your control. Have I told you? the be a duck story do you know about this mentality that i share with my team water off the back right water off the yeah, back. exactly let it roll off your back so just like the pond that i was at or the lake i was at there's ducks swimming around or whatever right just imagine a duck swimming from one side of the pond to the other and that's their goal for the day is to get to the other side and they cruise down halfway through happy go lucky everything's perfect then all of a sudden halfway across the pond a massive rainstorm's coming down on them right and so now what's the duck do are they going to turn around and say oh screw this i'm not this is an obstacle and this is going to get in my way and i'm i'm turning back the other way i'll, I'll try again tomorrow sometimes i think there's a, a place for that. But in this case, when there's obstacles that come at you out of your control, the duck keeps cruising. Why? Because a duck can't get wet. It's the way they're built. They got a silky substance in their feathers. They get themselves all prepared and protect themselves before they go out on their mission. And then when the rain comes down on them, the water just rolls off their back. And so I look at life in that way. It's like, hey, there's things that are going to come at us. Like, right? Like we all have ran into a lack of self-confidence. We've all gotten negative comments. We've all been too harsh on ourselves. We've all had these things that come at us, whether it's in our control or not. But if we can figure out a way to let it roll off our back and continue moving forward to complete our mission, I think that's that's the right way to go. And it takes some time, right? It's compounding habits. Absolutely. I th and I think that as you bring that up, kind of the metaphor for people, you know, that might be that silky substance in a duck's feathers, but we have our values and our principles, right? We have that, like our, what, how we're navigating life and the, the things that make us who we are, that's kind of our silky substance. And if those obstacles are those things that are coming in that are outside of our control, don't align with our values and our purpose, it can just fall off. They don't have to impact us because they're not relevant to what we're trying to do. We have to be okay with that, not take it personal. Yeah, exactly. It's the internal drive and mindset they have and it's just perseverance and self-discipline and you know the ability to maintain composure through challenging situations. Practicing equanimity. I mean, that's a it's a big word, but it's a word that I I love. It's it's being able to have the ability to uh, in a difficult, challenging situation to remain calm, cool, and collected and just continue on instead of allowing aggression to take over or, you know, a fight or flight mode, like figuring out a way to get through that difficult, challenging situation in a calm demeanor. 
Um, but you know, I think if you're not able to get through those tough situations, that's where you lean in on community, right? You lean in on your groups, you lean in on your people, your tribe without having that in your, in your life, you've got to seek that out. You've got to look at your hobbies and things that you like and seek out those people who also enjoy those same things. Right. And are you getting back to focusing on taking care of yourself? Are you focusing on health? And when you align all of those aspects into your life, it makes it a little bit easier to overcome those obstacles that come your way, uh, whether it's a Facebook group or, you know, maybe maybe it's not someone you have personally in your life, but it's a community that virtually right a Facebook group or a podcast that you really enjoy listening to that gives you going and, and allows you to take action and allows you to get over over those certain situations or get through them. Yeah, you bring up a great a great topic there and and we're talking about getting past obstacles and maybe doing some some goal achievement here when we're talking about achieving success, but just happiness in general. The key leading indicator there is the relationships that you have and the interactions that you have there. And I think nowadays we talk about it a lot, how even you and I right now, we're having this conversation through a screen and microphones and that sense of community, knowing that if you're going to drop the ball, someone's there to at least help you pick it back up and kind of dust you off and get you back on your path. That sense of community is is really important to maintain right now for your own mental health and well-being. And this concept of the lone wolf is romanticized. I know it is in, in the professional world of sales sometimes, and it just is non-existent. Life's too complex now. We don't have the entire skill set to take this place on alone. Uh, we never really have. Uh, that's why we are so concerned about the opinions of others almost to a detriment is because we don't want to be excommunicated from the tribe, but that tribe that you've chosen and hand curated is what is going to keep you on that path, support you when you're kind of, when, when you have any of those doubts and these obstacles arise, those are the people that are going to help you kind of keep pushing forward. So huge, huge pointer there on the, on the community piece. Yeah. I actually just, as you were talking, I was just thinking of something and kind of just popped in my head right now where couple years ago, I had an obstacle where I was diagnosed with Valley fever, right? Never had it before. My, obviously never had it in my life. It's a fungal disease that it gets into your respiratory system. I had no idea what this, I thought you could only, only dogs could get it, right? I, I didn't even know humans could get this thing, but my wife was my support system. She's the medic in our, you know, she's the doctor in our family, not, not actual doctor, but she runs all the medical stuff. Anyway, she seeked out this Facebook group of Valley fever survivors and like what they all went through and just being able to tap into what those guys were experiencing and knowing that I wasn't alone in that. And like the things I was doing that totally helped me get through that obstacle of I never really had health issues, but that was something that came out of the blue. And I'm like, I was kind of down for a while, like mindset wise, like, man, this sucks. And I was kind of feeling sorry for myself. And then just that little thing of communicating with my wife and that Facebook group and seeing what others are going through. And I would communicate with some others there and that helped a lot. Right. So it just goes back to that community driven where just seeking it out, seeking out that knowledge and seeking out others who are going through a similar situation, sharing your story, them sharing their story gets you through so much. So I appreciate you bringing that up too. It just that thought came into my head. I don't think we were going to talk about that on this pod, but you know, when, when, uh, you're flowing, it just, things come out. Uh, it's a good story. Well, I remember, uh, we might be editing this out, but I remember when you got that bogey my dog actually got it at the same time and i couldn't make a joke about it to you because it was it was a serious thing for you yeah and i was i remember it going through my head like we were at the vet trying to figure this out and it's like what what does this mean and it was like well he's gonna kind of have it forever and i'm like does that mean steven's gonna have this forever too and it's <laughs> like this guy it was it was so wild timing so yeah uh, I, I i i didn't make a joke about it then but here we are now <laughs> 
We're, we're making a joke about it now. Yeah. I might be creating a user profile for that group for Bogey to log into this week. You, you should. No, it's no joke. Like Jake, his dog had it, right? Grace. And, and like, I only thought it was dogs and ended up, I had a, like a nodule, like I had a cavity in my lung and I have a nodule now it's healed up. But every time I get an x-ray, like it's going to show up there. Like I got, you know, kind of rocked by it. Not as bad as, you know, some others, but it was just one of those things where he's talking about health too, is when you experience something that you've never experienced before, that's an obstacle, right? When people are not feeling well, it's an obstacle that they run into and seeking out that support in various ways is, you know, just don't feel like you can't do that, right? Like, don't be the lone wolf. As you said, it's romanticizing. Like you're not some tough guy or a tough girl, like go find the community that's also doing it. And it just helps you get through and you can do it quietly. No one knows you're on that Facebook group because it's a private group and it's something that's to you. Like you're not on Valley Fever Survivor Facebook group, checking out posts and whatever, you know what I mean? You just do things for yourself and it helps you get through it. Yeah, I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to be comparing you to my Labradoodle. But anyway, <laughs> on this on this uh, this kind of lone wolf concept, there is another side of it in, in regard to these obstacles where you do have to you do have to take individual action. And I got to see you in action with a lot of entrepreneurs that are in kind of the small business space a few weeks ago. And as you're working with a lot of these folks for their payroll. I know that you see a lot of these small business owners that are just kind of getting started or maybe kicking around to you what it looks like to get started if they're going to have employees and starting to put that infrastructure in space. So let's say, I know that there were all kinds of industries in that room, but say you've got a guy or a gal who's working with a, an HVAC company and they're they're having success, they're really putting in the hours and they've really gotten close to to mastering the craft, but may not have the, you know, full business stack skills to jump in, but they're realizing that they can, they really believe they can do this on their own. They can run an air conditioning business. Um, what, what does that look like? Where do they start? What kind of things are they bringing to your table um, to, to kind of ask questions as they're thinking about making this leap? Yeah, we work with a lot of startups and that's a great question. I think the biggest obstacle that I see with, with someone like that is the fear of failure. I mean, it just comes down to like, can I do this? Like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm, I'm an expert in my craft. I'm an expert in my field, but can I make that jump? Can I let go of the golden handcuffs of a paycheck? Can I, you know, of a W2, when you make that jump to be an entrepreneur, you're no longer working for anybody else. You're working for yourself, but having the realization that it all falls back on you. And so can I build up that mindset and that strong back and that thick skin to be able to deal with obstacles that are going to come my way. And so again, it starts with the mindset, the fear of failure to overcome that is just asking yourself the right questions. Like, why do I want to start a business for myself? Why do I want to go in and do this for me or my, and my family or whoever, you know, do, is it purely to uh, build a legacy and, or to get rich or is it, or is it purely to, I want to give back in a better way. Maybe the way you're doing things now, you have an idea of how you can do it better and give a, a, a stronger impact to the community or the, or the businesses or people you serve. So you have to ask those questions. And then once you've identified what those questions are and you, it, it, you're saying, yes, I can do this. Yes, I can do that. And you know, I know why, what my purpose is and why I want to do this in the, in the market that I want to serve. Then you got to figure out, you've got a plan. Like you, you can't just make that jump right away. You have to prepare for what that launch looks like. So often I see, uh, you know, people say, oh, I want to start a business. I want to be a business owner. And then they just jump right in thinking they know, because it's the business acumen, like you say, that business stack. You've got the skills and the thing, but can you handle the back office stuff? Can you handle the, the issues with hiring employees? Can you handle 
payroll processing? Can you handle bookkeeping? All the back end stuff, insurance, right? All of these things that you have to put in place. So you have to prepare. And you do that by, again, going back to community, finding other small business owners or, or people in the, maybe not HVAC, but it's trades, right? So maybe finding a plumber or a pool company or someone else that's in that similar field that you can tap into and pick their brain. So it's talking with people, preparing, understanding what it takes to get uh, to start that business and what it takes to get it done. And then it's forecasting and putting down your business plan. And it doesn't have to be extravagant, but just getting the thoughts out of your mind and onto paper. So that way you can go back to it and you can share it with some other people that you know, like, and trust that wouldn't, you know, share your vision for starting this business and kind of get some thoughts and then tweak or whatever. Right. But you don't want to have that paralysis by analysis, like you said earlier, otherwise you'll never make that jump. But if you've got the right mindset, you've prepared yourself well enough and the confidence is there because you've talked to enough people about what it is that you want to do. And you've got to be, once you prepare to say, Hey, I'm going to lose that paycheck and that W2 because you're investing a lot of time and, and not a lot of money in the early years, but you know what your purpose is, then I would say, go for it. It's not meant for everybody, but if you have the drive and the tenacity and the grit to get through that, you know, entrepreneurship, you know, I would never go back to uh, getting a W2 from someone else, but that's just me. But I think it all starts that fear of failure, that obstacle, you can overcome that through the mindset, asking the right questions, preparation. And then when you're ready, lean in on your community, leverage your network and, you know, go all in on it. I love it. You're, you're choosing your own obstacles there and, uh, putting all this in place, like you said, the preparation and, and the action back to what Ryan Holiday said, and constantly trying to evolve your approach to these, these obstacles. That's what's going to to send you in that direction. Again, you're choosing this obstacle. This is in your circle. And uh, also, I would say, if, if you are on that path and you're not already approaching your employment as an owner, as an intrapreneur or whatever you want to call it, that's probably even step, you know, step one to start really thinking how a business is run uh, on the back end, not just your specific role. So I'm loving that man, and and uh, and know that you're you're an expert, and how many people that you've spoken to in that scenario has has really shaped your outlook there. Yeah, it, I mean, I did it right. I was at ADP for a year. Jamie and I, my business partner, her and I prepared, and we put together our forecast and and uh, did that for a year before launching the Phoenix location of Journey. Worked with the you know our headquarters of Journey out in Fort Collins, and then we made the leap in July 2017. So we're coming up on six years, my man. It's crazy, uh, you know the ups and downs of what that ride is like. But you're right. I see that. I I now talk to other small business owners, people, solopreneurs who are trying to scale, trying to grow, and I do that um, almost on a, a weekly basis, in person or remote phone calls, and just try to be a resource for people and just kind of help them guide through that, what that situation looks like for them. It's different for everybody, but all right, I've got one for you. Um, Fourth of July is coming up, as we know. I know you're a big history guy, big history buff. You love, uh, you know, all the all the old school stuff of the founding of the country and all this stuff. And Independence Day is just fitting for this question. But how about those forefathers and the obstacles they had to overcome? Oh, uh, dude, I, I love it, and and I just love history, just in the sense of whatever you, can you learn for it. And you see these cycles and, and things that are repeated and they're never exactly the same, but this is that whole reiteration of if you can learn from the obstacles of the past, you can kind of reframe your behavior, build your own philosophy. So with, with 4th of July, I'm always really grateful this time of year. Uh, Paula and I, were, we, we become Hamilton fans, uh, That the musical, if you haven't checked that out with the family. Uh, we just we just love it how it it kind of entertains through through the the Revolutionary War and we're talking about obstacles. <laughs> I I think that the forefathers uh, had them stacked against them and the main the, the main three obstacles that they had 
that I think that, you know, if, if they could surpass them, we, we can figure out ours day to day where a lack of resources, they're in a brand new country with no infrastructure. They didn't have the food, ammunition, or supply, uh, medical supplies to, to treat the, the wounded or the sick. Uh, and they were, you know, fighting an empire, uh, uh, that, you know, day in, day out. So they had that going against them. Two, moving those resources around. You're talking horse and carriage. There was no way to get the limited resources that they had to the troops. And they were all so spread out that that, that was tough. And on your sense of community that we talked about earlier, not everyone was uh, on the same page in regard to this revolution. There were loyalists to the the crown and the empire that they, they were not fully on board. So now you're you're... Uh, you're segregated at home. You're you're divided on even if you want to be your own country. No resources and no way to distribute the limited resources that you had. So what did they do? They built allies. They relied and built a strong relationship with France, who shared a united vision. They worked extremely hard to communicate the way that they could in regard to relays and to get the resources where they needed to be at the most particular times and ran extremely lean. So all of these obstacles that most would have bet against, they were able to overcome. And uh, here we are today with all the challenges and obstacles that we have as a modern day. I'm still one of the, in my opinion, one of the greatest countries in the world. And with with those obstacles, we have to continue to kind of, you know, put our heads together and, and rely on each other to, to figure out what the future holds. But in the theme of 4th of July and Independence Day, and since you brought the beautiful topic of obstacles, had to throw out the forefathers and the 4th of July. Dude, that was a bamboo banger. I, I This beautiful country and the obstacles they came out with, like, they had to overcome. Like, could you imagine living back in those days? You know, like, I mean, we, if, you, if that's all you knew, you figured it out. But, like, just what they had to endure and to... Now we live in the greatest country on earth and it's just... Uh, pretty incredible stuff to you know the resilience they had and the the vision they had to keep going i think we nailed it dude that was a great episode dude i think that's a wrap happy fourth of july everybody like subscribe and we'll see you in the next episode